Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with part three of my interview with Rick Green from the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. Again, it's called Hope is Alive and we're talking about practical ways to restore families, restore the church and restore our republic. Um, You guys, this is so important. We can be intentional about what we're teaching our kids and how we're bringing our families back together. And there really is so much hope through the word of God. And so I'm loving this interview with Rick. I hope that you are as well. If you missed parts one and two, go back and listen to those from Monday and from yesterday. You can still sign up for this conference at homegrowngeneration.com and have access to the entire conference with all of our amazing speakers. And again, you would have access to the 2020 conference that we did. Um, And that one is, I mean, we had such a great lineup of speakers for that one as well, including Heidi St. John and Kirk Cameron, um, Rachel Carmen. We we just had an incredible lineup. So go back. You can listen to all of them at your leisure, homegrowngeneration.com. Before we get back into part three with Rick, though, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com and try them out for free, ctcmath.com. Now enjoy the rest of my interview with Rick Green. This is the way I present it to everybody is um, the, the 10 things I'm going to rattle off real fast. It's all lives, fortune, sacred honor. Okay. So your life is your time, your fortune is your money, and your sacred honor is your reputation. Are you willing to stand up for truth? Not on the list of 10 are two things that everybody has to do. You don't get a choice on these. On the 10, it's like you pick one of these. But the two you cannot choose from, pray and seek God's will mm-hmm. and be in God's word. We already talked about that, so I won't Amen. spend much more time on it. But I will, uh, I will read you this quote by Noah Webster. All the miseries and evils which men suffer from vice, crime, ambition, injustice, oppression, slavery, and war proceed from their despising or neglecting the precepts contained in the Bible. That's the one I was saying earlier. Got to be in the Bible. Okay, here's the 10 yeah. things. Number one, become a coach, host a constitution class. That's that. Mm-hmm. Everybody out there can do that. Number two, make at least one call a day of encouragement to somebody. Pick mm-hmm. up the phone and call your legislator and say, thank you for doing the right thing. We love to call them when they do wrong and chew them yeah. out. Call encourage them. Call a school board member that's doing good. Call your mentor. Call your parents. Call whoever and just give some encouragement. It'll create hope in your life. Amen. I promise you those calls are fun. You'll be glad when you get off, and they will be so blessed by doing it. So that make that call of encouragement. Attend a local government meeting of any kind. It can be water district. It can be school board, whatever. Just attend the meeting mm-hmm. and start watching how the system works. Meet with your legislator. Every state representative most likely will meet with you if you're their constituent at some point. It may take you a little while to get the meeting. If you have to write a letter to the editor to let everybody know they wouldn't give you a meeting, they'll give you a meeting after that, I promise. Uh, <laughs> anyway, go meet with them and just let them know, hey, I don't even, I'm not even pushing you on a particular bill. I just wanted to know you. And that way then when you do need to push them on a particular bill or go ahead and take a bill and say, hey, yeah. here's a homeschool bill that's coming up or here's a tax bill. I just wanted you to know my position on that. So it'd be an, a great experience to go meet with them. All right, fifth, volunteer for a candidate in some way, shape or form. Sixth, find a young person you can mentor. Now, we're all here, homeschoolers. You got your own kids you're worrying about, but also look in the neighborhood for other people. Those six are all life. That's your time. Here's the two fortune ones. Donate to a candidate or cause. Redirect the funds that Mm -hmm. have been going to the left. Stop buying from liberal woke companies and start buying from those who are supporting our causes. Those are great ways to donate to a cause. Um, And then sponsor a student uh, to to attend Patriot Academy is a great financial way. So that's seven and eight. Okay, last two. uh, Let's see if I can find this. Last two are uh, share your election picks. Now, I know this is this is where we get into sacred honor, right? Because I'm asking you to get on social media and say, hey, I'm going to vote right now. Here's the school Uh board candidates I'm voting for, the city council, the mayor or whatever. 
most people have no idea who to vote for. Right. So when you post yours, a lot of people will take that and mm-hmm. go vote for those people because they trust you. Right. And now you've multiplied your vote. And then last thing I already said it earlier, run for precinct chair or delegate. So that's 10 things. Everybody out there can do at least one of those. Yeah. Most of you could do two or three of those things. Some of you could do all 10. I rattled it off. You'll have to go back and watch the recording. Let's do Q&A. Yeah. <laughs> Let me say really quickly, um, you talked about encouraging, you know, our leaders and, and those around us when COVID hit, uh, you know, three years ago, I can't believe it's been almost exactly three years since everything started to shut down. But several months into that, we were living in Georgia at the time and in a little town right outside of Savannah, Georgia. And Savannah was really locked down. Our smaller town that we were in, our mayor was great. She never enforced mask wearing. She never enforced shutdowns of any churches or anything. And she, she just more kind of stood on the grounds of like, you do what is best for you and your family. Yeah. And so one day, you know, I just thought, I really appreciate that she has just been kind of hands off on this and allowed us to make the decision that's best for us. And so we, I just sent a message out to several other homeschool families and said, Hey, how about if we make some cookies with our kids and let's just take them to, you know, our city hall. And so I called ahead of time and they said, yes, that would be fine. And I don't know, I think we had five or six families and the kids drew pictures for the mayor and we baked a bunch of cookies for her to take in. And she was so blessed by that because she said, you know, we don't get this. People don't encourage us this way all. And exactly what you said, she said, all we ever hear is the complaints. We only ever hear what people don't want and what we're doing wrong. And, um, and she was so beyond blessed by that. And it's small things like that, that, you know, baking, I mean, you're doing math and home ec and all the other (laughs) things, right? Take that home ec class with your kids, eat the cookie dough, because that's the only real reason to make chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) And then take the baked ones that are not as good as the cookie dough and take those to someone, take them to your city hall, take them to your, you know, state legislators, if you're close enough to them and, uh, and be a blessing to those people because they, they need that. And they need to know that you're praying for them. And, uh, I love that. That's yeah. a, that's so true. And then you have a relationship with them too. So then if they do do something that's going the wrong way, it, yeah. it, it's a whole lot better when you call and say, Hey, would you think this through again? Would you pr- consider this angle? I just want you to know what my perspective is on it. It's so much right. better than I can't believe you did that. And that's the first time they ever heard from you, you know? Right. Uh, and, and I'm telling you as, a, as you're especially, I mean, especially the good guys and gals, yeah. uh, they, they almost never hear from us because, you right. know, we kind of think they're voting right. I don't have to worry about them. I'm worried about these squishy ones over here. Right. <laughs> the good guys need our encouragement because they're getting beat up like crazy. Yeah. If you take biblical stands right now in the political world, you get called every name in the book. They really, I mean, it's vitriol. It's, it's yeah. nasty. Yeah. And so but, that prayer or that, that's that call for just 30 seconds saying God, yeah. even a message on their voicemail, God bless you. Thank you for what you, you're doing. We're pray Our family's praying for you. Oh, I'm telling you, that will get a warrior through the battle. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. There are people too. That's the thing we have to understand is they're just people. They have the same hurts, the same emotions, the same, you know, struggles that everyone else on the planet has. They're just people and they need encouragement too. So, um, so yeah, that's powerful. I want to go back to something that you said, um, early in this conversation, you were talking about Caesar and you said, we are Caesar. Explain what you mean by that. Yeah. So, you know, if we lived in the Roman empire and Jesus's day, render unto Caesar, what is Caesar's and unto God, what is God's would mean, you know, obey the, obey the laws that you've been given as long as they don't violate God's laws and pay your taxes to, 
to Caesar, do your duty as a citizen is essentially what, what he was saying. Uh, the difference here is that we, the people, are ultimately in charge. Our government answers to us instead of mm-hmm. the other way around. And so if we're going to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, mm-hmm. how do we do Caesar well? Like, how do right. we as citizens do this job of being responsible for our government? If government answers to us, ultimately, right. those who are in elected office get there because we ask them, we hire them, we we give them that job through our through our votes. And then we give or refuse our consent. In the declaration, it talks about the only just form of government comes from consent of the governed. And that means that we have to be willing to stand up and give consent or refuse consent, but almost a give and take always involved communicating with those legislators and city council members, letting them know what is acceptable, what's not. Uh, It's not just an election and then they go do whatever it was they talked about on the campaign trail. We need to stay involved in sharpening their countenance throughout that process because nobody's you know, nobody's a genius that already knows everything about every issue when they go in. I mean, when right. I went in to the legislature, I had 5,000 bills cross my desk in 140 days. Wow. I didn't have a clue on like 90% of them, right? It was issues I knew nothing about. And so if you had a relationship with me and you were calling, or even if you didn't, you were a constituent, you came in to see me, that was going to influence me in some way because I knew right. nothing about that issue and you're educating me on that. And so being Caesar today means letting your voice be heard, making sure that you're voting, making sure that you do, in fact, um, influence the direction that the laws go because they answer to us, not the other way around. And we have every right to take power back from them if they're doing a bad job or give more power to them. So if we want to expand government to do more things in our lives, we have every right to do that. We can we, we can do that if the majority of the community wants to do that. If we think government's doing too much in our lives, which what I would argue for, um, <laughs> then we can clip their wings and we can say, you know what? We never gave you permission for that or yeah. We're taking permission back and we're and we're and, and that's how a constitutional republic works yeah. if we're engaged in the process as the citizens who are ultimately Caesar here. Yeah, love it. No parent should homeschool alone. You have a God-given calling to bring up your child to love God and to steward his creation. And BJU Press exists to help you be successful in that endeavor. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com or call one 800 to connect with an experienced homeschool consultant. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. How did you come to love history and patriotism? Was this were you just born this way? <laughs> did your parents, were they patriots? I mean, how, how did you get to be so passionate about this? Um, my dad was definitely uh, a patriot and instilled a love of America in me mm-hmm. for sure. My mom and dad, both my mom, man, she taught me when I was being homeschooled. Uh, she did Zig Ziglar's I can course when I was a kid. I still remember that <laughs> I'm an American. Uh, I can, because I'm an American. I can, you know, oh, and, I mean, funny. just cheesy stuff like that. Right. Was, was taught to me at a young age. So both my mom and dad, yeah, uh, patriotic, but honestly, David Barton, uh, more than anything, because I, even with, even with a love of America being taught to me, I still hated history. I still hated government. I still hated those classes were boring to me. I slept through that stuff because it was taught in a very boring way. It was memorize these dates and names and maps 
uh-huh. and regurgitate it to me on a test. That's just, I mean, I hate that kind of teaching. And so David Barton, somebody gives me this cassette tape in the olden days. Those that are uh-huh. old enough on here will remember these. <laughs> uh, but somebody gives me a cassette tape of David Barton. It's like he starts telling the story through the eyes of the person in history as they experienced it. So instead of, you know, Paul Revere went to tell, you know, Sam Adams and, and John Hancock to get out of Jonas Clark's house and get out of Lexington because the British were coming. Um, it was, you know, imagine you're riding at midnight and you're, you know, he's, and he makes me, I feel like I'm on the horse with Paul yeah. Revere. And I'm riding at midnight. And why am I going to the pastor's house? Because the pastor was passionate about life and liberty and the Bible. And he had been the leader in that community. And yeah, and the next morning, he's out there with them when they're marching. And, you know, I mean, he made it fun and he brought yeah. it to life. And for the first time, I fell in love with history. And then as a law student, um, reading all the opinions of the judges, I realized that the way that judge perceives history is determining his decision today and wow. therefore impacting our laws for tomorrow. And then lastly, the Bible itself says, remember the former days. And I didn't, yeah. I didn't get that until I was, you know, my late twenties, maybe early thirties. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm commanded biblically to know history, to remember the former days and to recount it for my children and for their children yeah. and our children's children. Right. So it, that's part of the biblical command. Psalm 78 is all about teaching the kids so that they will be warriors for, for the faith and that they will stand up for truth and that they won't you know, be uh, unwilling to engage. It's, it's a wonderful, everybody should read Psalm 78 in the mindset of, I want to raise my kids to, to not be the ones that let liberty die. I want to raise my kids instead to be like those who rebuilt the walls with Nehemiah. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And you have a, a um, show. It's like a TV show. It's a series called Chasing American Legends. We were just talking about this before we, we came on live. Our family has seen it. If you guys haven't seen it, um, what do you know what the, the link is? How can people watch that again? Um, easiest you know? place to get it's patriotacademy.com. If you go okay. in the store on patriotacademy.com and just ch- uh, uh, search for chasing, then okay. it'll pull up Chasing American Legends. You can watch it digitally on your phone or computer, iPad, whatever, or you can buy the DVDs. But it's fun. It's 12 episodes. So it's, fun. Yeah, it's a, basically a reality show, a history mystery show. And Brad Stein, yeah. who's hilarious, uh, goes with us. We even do a reenactment of George Washington's Battle of the Monongahela <laughs> yeah. when he's 23 and Brad Stein dresses up as George Washington and we get to shoot him with paintball musket gum guns. So just like good homeschoolers, <laughs> we made it fun. That's awesome. And and it's Rick and his family. So you guys will have such a good time watching this. It is, it is the most like homeschooly, so well done <laughs> though. I mean, the production is great on it. It's so much fun to watch. And, it and, the, teaches, and the kids will it, learn through the eyes of our kids, right? Cause our kids were like 12 and 13 and 15. And so your kids will enjoy them, you know, learning with them. They, they march with the Minutemen at Lexington. They actually march yeah. all night long. It's so know, cool. It's, it's pretty cool. It, it, it's really funny. We, we, we had some, we had some really good times with that. And yeah, it even that's... has some behind the scenes, uh, extra, extra stuff. That's uh, also very funny. Yep. So cool. So much fun. So you guys check that out at patriotacademy.com. Two quick questions that, um, that just popped up. So the first one is, uh, do you think this is from uh, chalkboard creative homeschool? I love that name. Do you think we should work in our churches to create a homeschool community for parents who are both working and can't educate their kids? And that's a great question because how involved should the church be in helping to home educate kids, especially when parents they, they maybe just can't, you know, they don't have the time. Maybe it's a single parent and they're not able to, to take on the full responsibility of home educating their kids, but they don't want them in public school either. What do you think the role is uh, for the church there? 
big flashing neon yes chalkboard yes, creative homeschool. Um, we've got churches that I've I've kind of moaned about this for decades, but you know we got churches that that sit empty yep. for six days out of the week, or maybe five days if they still have a Wednesday night service, and that building could be used for a homeschool co-op. But a hundred percent, I think doing homeschool co-ops and 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 homeschool resource centers like Heidi St. John does up yeah. in Vancouver, I think that's the new wave. I think there's going to be more and more of that happening all across the country, so that you can help your neighbors and your friends and your family. And not only that. We all need, we're built for community. We need that interaction. Your kids do need, I mean, people always, you know, tell us, oh, what about socialization? Well, that's why we started homeschooling (laughs) was to not get the bad socialization and get the good socialization. Yeah. But we need to, we need socialism. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Socialization. That's right. right. Good point. (laughs) Exactly right. So, so I think uh, doing that uh, and there, and I guarantee you, if you're in a community that doesn't have that yet, there's a church somewhere in that community that would love to host that because it helps to make their church more popular in the community as well. But not only that, so a lot of those pastors get it. They understand they've Mm -hmm. got a resource that they've built in that building that that could be used for much more. And they're beginning to understand that the church is supposed to be the epicenter of the community. It's supposed to be the place that people want to go and gather, not just on Sunday, but other days as well. So great question. And 100%, I I think we need more and more of that. And And we're starting to get more and more of that. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and, the, and, and honestly, if you have a pastor who's like, I don't know about this homeschooling thing, maybe his kids are grown and they didn't homeschool and he just doesn't understand it. Have him watch the movie Schoolhouse Rock yes. the Homeschool Revolution, yes. Revolution because he will have a much better understanding of homeschooling after watching the film. And again, it's you can stream it for free at Schoolhouse Rocked movie.com. Um, watch that for free, but definitely share that with the leaders in your church so that they can really understand the importance of having your kids at home. And then one last question before we sign off. And this one's from Cassandra. She said, what was the cassette called? Can we still find them? Uh, find them? Oh, well, the one for me was America's Godly Heritage from, uh, from David Barton way back when. And uh, you can get some very updated versions yeah. of that. Um, and then the Chasing American Legends, if that's what you were referring to, um, that one you can get on DVD or stream, but it's called Chasing American Legends. You can get, there's some places out there like, I don't know if VidAngel still has it or not. They did for a while. Pure Flix had it. They, they may or may not have it, but but uh, Patriots place to get it. And we may be shooting a new season. We'll see. We got a bunch of people trying to get us to do that. You'll laugh at this event though. They said, um, they said we want to do uh, uh, Chasing American Legends, the next generation, which means we want to focus on your kids. And, uh-huh. you know, Rick, you can make a cameo <laughs> if you want. But so they're basically pushing me off the stage nice. saying, get the gray haired guy off, off your the own stage. Show. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, gosh. And I would say again, um, Cassandra, this biblical citizenship. Um, it's in, in modern America. This We're going through this with our daughter um, this year with our oldest, uh, though my youngest sits in and watches it too. And it is fantastic. And you can actually purchase the DVD set. You can stream this as well. Um, and you can download the, um, there's a workbook that goes with it. Um, it is so powerful. And David Barton is in this. This is Rick and David Barton and the few other people who are part of this as well. And they're they're teaching about our our founding fathers, about our government, about how we can get involved. I mean, there's so much information packed in this and it's really fun to watch. It's very, very well done. So, um, so thank you. And thank you for saying that about the movie. Um, it it was amazing all by God's grace. Um, God was so good to allow our family to be, um, part of making that film. So, so check it out again, Rick Patriot Academy, Dot com. You guys check out what he's got going on. Get your kids involved, get involved yourselves and pray, 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 pray. Cause we are on the, on this battlefield together. We are together. We're not doing this alone. And we've got the Lord of, of the universe. He's leading this army. Yeah. And, uh, and so we're grateful for that. So Rick, thank you so much for joining us. It's been so much fun chatting with you. 
tonight. And uh, it's thank been you an honor to be with you. God bless y'all. you all. Love your family. Love what oh, you're doing. You. All of you out there that are homeschooling. When my mom was asked, you, they would always say, you homeschool? Wow, what a sacrifice. And she would always say, no, it's an investment. And you uh, are investing in amen. your kids. You're investing in freedom. You're investing in the next generation. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Rick Green from the Homegrown Generation Family Expo. And I hope that you're feeling hopeful. Um, I, I really do. As we've talked about all of these things this week and how to restore families, how to restore the church, how to restore our re republic. Um, and a lot of that is done through home education and family discipleship. Um, I hope that you're able to walk away with some practical tools on how you can do that in your own home. So again, you can sign up for the conference at homegrowngeneration.com. Stay tuned to the very end for a clip of what's coming up on the next episode of the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. You guys, thank you so much for listening. You're such a blessing to us. Everything that we have for the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry is found at our website, schoolhouserocked.com. There you can uh, you can watch the movie for free, The Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. You can go to our merch store and find t-shirts and all kinds of fun and exciting things that um, help to support the ministry. Or you can also make a donation to The Schoolhouse Rocked ministry in any amount. It could be a one-time donation or it could be a, a monthly donation. So thank you for those of you who continue to support this ministry. We love you and we pray that you have a great rest of your week. We'll see you back here on Monday. Bye. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts, and we say, this is what you do, step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com slash rocked. Let's go down the line of some of the physical health benefits of homeschool. I think one of the number one that I have seen in homeschooling my kids, and, and you have to remember, I was a public school teacher for a lot of years. So I'm kind of comparing yeah. um, and contrasting what I saw in the classroom in children and what I see at home. And one, I would say, when our kids are sick, guess what? We get to let them be sick and to heal. I remember as, as a, a teacher, so many kids, you can only miss a certain amount of sick days. And yeah. then the stress of whatever I miss being sick, now I have to make up for it. And then it's not even worth staying home to be sick because you have to make up for all that work and then the stress. When you homeschool and your kids are sick, they can just take the day off. You don't have mm -hmm. to pick it up. You don't have to do the school they missed. They can rest, they can just sleep. And I feel like that allows their bodies to heal faster and better. They're not push, push, push. You can't be sick because you missed yesterday and you missed football and you missed science class and you missed all of this stuff. 